quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back. I just wanted to let anybody who's listening brand new to this episode that this is a continuation of a conversation that started in the last episode, episode 127 with an IG listener. So if you find yourself a little bit lost, go back and listen to episode 127 and you'll get all caught up. Okay. I hope you enjoy this episode. So limits, especially with like screen time. That is something that we struggle with. The problem I feel like is setting it. And then if it's disregarded on more than one occasion, like if I'm not punishing and I'm not, no consequences and not taking the phone away, like, why aren't you listening to me? I'm pretty strict on screen time. My husband's a little bit more lax. Um, We did have a screen time limit on the phone. And she's like, I feel like a baby. None of my friends have it. And it's like, I understand, you know, you have to learn how to manage your time. I took it off. And then I feel like when it's too much, then it's like, she's so disconnected that there's like, it takes days sometimes. That's where the big emotions come from, I think. You know, so it's like, I try to set these limits for her and these these rules. And I say, you know, like, just keep it in mind. And then it's completely disregarded. Okay. And I know you say not to tell them to like clean their room or do laundry, but I'm like, you know, Think of the responsibilities that you have to do to get ready for this week. Get those done first and then move on, you know, and her room wasn't clean. Her laundry wasn't done, but she was on the the switch and she was on the phone or the tablet. And it's like, hey, I thought you said you cleaned your room. Like I did. No, you did not. <laughs> you did not clean your room. <laughs> okay. We got a lot to talk about. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> that, that, is, that is a big, a big one because she wants this freedom. She wants all these this autonomy and I give it. And then it's almost like it's too much that it's overwhelming. And then it puts her into an angry mood. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. No electronics are the worst. I hate them. I have to talk about them all the time with people because it's a point of contention within every single family. And first of all, I don't think there's any right answer. 
Mm-hmm. And secondly, you know your kid best. So you're going to know what's good for them. Having said that, I do believe there's a space to have a an agreement and a collaborative discussion about electronics and really sitting down and saying, honey, how do you feel after you've been on your electronics for four or five hours, six hours at a time? How does it make you feel? And if you can get her to admit that it doesn't feel good, then you can also say, okay, I agree. When I'm on mine five or six hours, I don't feel good either. Maybe we need electronics plan in the house for everyone because it's unrealistic and kind of not fair if we're saying you can't be on your phone, your switch or whatever, but I am. We did a phone. We have a phone bin. Um, and it's in our kitchen though. Um, so it's like by the chargers. So we put phones, our AirPods, everything goes in the phone bin. And when I first suggested it, it I got, this isn't a courthouse. No, not. Right. But it's important. It is. Yeah, agreed. It's important. But the way we approach it is almost more important because we need buy-in. Because without the buy-in, like you said, they're not going to adhere to the limits. And even with the buy-in, they have a hard time adhering to the limits. I mean, we're giving them these addictive, super entertaining, you know, all knowing, all being device. And then we're saying, yeah, but I don't, yeah, and I don't want, no, I use a little bit. I don't want you to use it all the time. And it's addictive. So we have to keep all that in mind, but then saying, okay, let's have an electronics plan for our house. Are the hours between six and nine? Is it no electronics? When else there's, is it the rule that there's no electronics at the table? What about, you know, during school days, our school days, less hours of electronics and can we have more on the weekends? And so you guys coming up with a good electronics plan together, I think would be helpful. Yes, I do too. She really likes to have a say. So I have been very, you know, like taking, always asking, let's put together a plan and let's work together to talk about it and figure it out for everybody. Totally. So I think that's a really good place to start. When she doesn't adhere to the, um, oh, because you're not around. So you're just expecting her to self-regulate. What do you mean? Like when? With electronics, like if you're gone at work or whatever, you expect her to yes. turn them off at a certain time. Yes. And and like I said, I... That's not going to happen. No. It's <laughs> a super unrealistic <laughs> expectation. You know what I mean? It's, I... Like she's like, yeah. oh, let me put this out. Um, and, and, and then, you know, and then it's like she stayed home for a couple hours by herself. And it's like, keep your phone by you so I can get a hold of you, but don't touch it. And it's like, that is so unrealistic that <laughs> even putting that on her is not, no. you know? So I just, I, and she will always tell me like, you can trust me. You can trust me. And it's like, we trust you, honey. What we don't trust is the addictive nature of these devices. Yes. And we have to have realistic expectations around it. Yes. Right. So how do you approach it if like they, like I said, multiple times you've asked, okay, don't, don't do this. Or, you know, your phone, it like Snapchat. I let her, I ended up caving in because I feel like no, nobody has like, at least with her friends, they don't have, they don't have, I mean, maybe like rules and stuff, but it's like so-and-so can have their phone whenever they want and they can sleep in their room with it. And they're, they don't have a limit and, and I do, and that makes me feel like a baby. And so how do you, approach like I let her get the Snapchat and I said you know it's it's not to fight with people it's not to it's just for fun but there has been like two times where she has gotten into a like an argument with one of her friends and then they her one friend ends up like messaging me and I'm like 
leave me out of it. Like this is between you two, (laughs) you know, if you want her to stop, then you tell her to stop. Um, and they did, they ended up telling her, you know, but that's perfect. You did the exact amazing thing. You let so it's like a natural it. consequence. That's exactly right. Yeah. And you know what? They are going to fight with friends that is going to happen on Snapchat or in person or otherwise. And that's a natural thing that happens in friendships and in childhood is that, um, we have fights and we have to learn how to navigate them. I say to my girls, don't put anything in black and white on your texts in your emails, in any of your communications, in your videos, in your TikToks. Don't put anything on there that you don't want an adult to see because it can easily end up in an adult's hands. So unless you don't want your the director of your school seeing it, I wouldn't put it out there. Right. That's the bigger discussion. The other thing is when they can't adhere to the boundary around the electronics, do we reevaluate the boundary? Do we get them to collaborate? Do we say to them, you were on your device this afternoon and you were, you said you were going to clean your room. What happened? It's an inquiry, mm-hmm. not a uh, an judgment. Attack. Yeah. yeah. What happened? I thought you were going to clean your room. I thought I was going to, I was so sad. I would come home to clean room and what, what happened? And she's going to say, I don't know. I, I forgot. Yeah. Why'd you forget? because I was on my electronics. Oh, you got sucked in the dark hole again, you know, and then it's a discussion or she says, I I wanted to be on it because you only gave me an hour. And then you can say, okay, well, what more, how much time do you think you would want or need? And she'll say six hours and you'll say, okay, well, let's have a compromise here. Maybe it's an hour and a half. Maybe it's two hours. Maybe I give you double the amount of time. It's all room for discussion. Making them feel heard too. Yes. And collaborating and finding out like, is my limit too strict? Am I being unrealistic about what I'm asking them to do? And then it's all about having a conversation as opposed to saying, I'm just taking your phone now. Shut up. Yes. I like that. I think I could do that more like collaborating versus me being like, well, this is too much. It's like, well, what do you think is reasonable? Yeah. Or do you know about dopamine release here? Let me tell tell you about what I know, or here's an article I found or whatever, you know, we do a lot. I do a lot of that with Esme because she's 16 now and they're like going to parties. And I'm like, you know, do you know what fentanyl is? Mm -hmm. Like I do. Here's what I found. There was a girl who got drugged and died in, in LA and taken to the hospital too late and didn't live because she tried something like, Here's the realistic idea around these things. Do you know? Yeah. They had just learned about HIV in class and she was talking about it and it was like bits and pieces of like what she was hearing in class. So that was one of the things we talked about today was, and I was like, last night, I'm like looking it up just to educate myself to make sure I knew what I was saying. And I'm like, you can also get it because she's like, do I need to go to the doctor? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so I kind of filled her in. And, and at first she was like, no, no, mom. No, this is awkward. I don't want to talk about it. I don't know. No. And I'm like, it's okay. It's a natural and I think, and I would rather you be educated on it, you know, but then it's like, then she feels like I'm lecturing and then she's not receptive. So asking questions is always a good one. Mm-hmm. Do what do you know about HIV? Tell me. Oh yeah. What else do you know? And really get a barometer of where they're at. And then the information you give doesn't have to be like, the, Super the, broad. Entire, the entire WebMD that you read last night, it can be just <laughs> like, you know, it can be a, just a couple of things that might be helpful. And then we always revisit next time this subject comes up, we're talking about it again. And we're not having like the big talk. 
we're not sitting them down saying, oh, let's have a big talk. But we're really like you did. You're so smart. Like when they bring it up, you're like, okay, teachable moment here. But I don't want to go too far that I'm like the health teacher and the lecturer. Right. Just give a little bit of information. And that's it. Like, and that's like casual information too. Like I was like, you can't get it. You, you can't get it from that. You know, I tried to like be cool or like talk, right? <laughs> so she wasn't like, no. And once I started doing that, I noticed her kind of like open up a little bit to where it wasn't me lecturing. It was more of like a conversation. Yes. Um, but Thank she's God. a hard one. She is a strong-willed hard one. And I just- um, I'm with you. Want to her, I just want to do it, you know, th- this way. I want it to be calm and just try to help her the best I can. Sounds like you're doing all of that. I am really trying. <laughs> I, I, I hear that. I hear you trying. I mean, you've listened to all the podcasts. You know all the little tricks. Like you've done. Yes, it. I actually yeah. just downloaded the um, big emotions, the guide to big emotions. Um, oh, good. The class. Yes. Oh, great! I am so excited because I just feel like it's going to be so helpful. Yeah. Um, because I, I. The, the, the tricks and the, the stuff that I've learned in the last couple of months since I've really dove into the podcast and listened and, you know, read and, and educated myself and stuff. And I love all your um, Instagram posts. So literally when we're having a time, I will sneak in this closet and I'm like, do, 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 Let me post in the group. Yes. And it's helped. It's, it's, I already see big changes, but it's just almost like I need more and it's more consistency, I think on my end too. Well, um, there's so, so I'm much really... nuance to teenagers too. There's just so many little interactions that can happen that you're like, uh, okay, wait, what? And it took me a long time too. I remember when Esme turned 12, I, I called my um, mentor and I was like, yeah, connection doesn't work. I'm not doing this anymore. This is all a farce. I am not, this is, I'm quitting this job and this is over. And she's like, hold on, hold on. Because you have to recalibrate your brain because they change so quickly that you don't, you're, you're behind. Yes. But it works. Connection works. Are you looking for ways to parent without yelling or threatening? Do you crave to understand connection and how to use it in everyday practice with your children? Is remaining calm a challenge and staying away from shame hard? I can be helpful. I've been there and I've also helped so many parents overcome their parenting challenges with my one-on-one programs of either six, eight, or 10 weeks. We dive into what's specifically difficult in your own family and I tailor ways to help you remedy them using connection instead of conventional parenting methods. Go to www.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash private hyphen sessions and find out more about my private one-on-one courses. I'd love to see you there. You have more questions on your list over there? I do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's do a couple more. Okay. Um, so she has this friend who has been an on and off friend since like second grade. She's in sixth grade now. Really mean to her that at the beginning of this year pushing, um, I had to call the girl's mom just because it was like really violent. Um, and I wanted to let like stay out of it and not get involved, but she was like scared to go to school. So I ended up, and I had talked to her mom before because she's had a sleepover at our house and she's always been on and off, like hot and cold since second grade. Well, now just starting last week, this girl wants to be her friend again. And I've noticed a big shift in her tone, her attitude, very angry, almost. Um, She told me that, you know, she asked me, is it okay if I add her on TikTok? And I said, that's fine. You know, and 
and I looked through it and it's just, you know, vaping and a lot of things that are, that don't really sit good. Mm-hmm. So it's like, can we have a sleepover and can she come over? And I want to be like, no, <laughs> but my husband's like, we have to let her learn and we have to let her experience that because if she gets in a situation where they are doing those kinds of things, she's going to be like, get me out of here. You know, she's not going to want to be a part of that. So, and she kind of knows how I feel about it. Um, and I told her, you know, it's not that I don't like this person. I don't like some of their actions, but I don't know how to approach that with her because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Okay. Well, your husband's very smart. (laughs) (laughs) He's kind of like the calm in Uh the midst of the chaos a lot. Uh, We need one of those in our lives. Everyone needs a calm person in our life. I'm grateful he said that. And I think he's right. Yeah. We have to allow her to make the mistake. We also cannot show our cards. If we don't like this child, or not that we don't like this child, I'm sure this child is lovely, but this child is engaging in stuff that we don't think is appropriate. But this child also has their own thing going on. So not telling your daughter that you don't like this child, not telling your daughter that you're concerned with what they're doing and that it's, you know, it's not the right thing and X, Y, and Z, because your daughter likely already knows that. And that's why she's having the hard time. And she's trying to reconcile in her head. Do I hang out with this person because I like them and they like me? Or is it too much because they're engaged in the stuff that I don't really like? And so she's probably struggling. That makes a lot of sense because it's, it's been hard for her because she knows it's wrong. Probably, or it doesn't feel quite right. The, the the friendship feels good and she likes the attention or whatever it is that's going on between them. She likes that friendship, but she's also struggling with, oh, this is this this stuff is above my level right now. Yes. So we let her struggle. Unfortunately, what you have to do, unfortunately, Tara, is embrace this child yeah. and embrace these new wardrobe choices and embrace this new persona that she's going to be. Esme came home in seventh grade with like seven chains and like um, black lipstick ones and like baggy clothes and like this whole thing. And I was like, I'm sorry, what happened? She was like, oh, I went with my friend to the mall and we got this stuff and isn't it? I'm, do you like it? And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> Like it. That's she was looking for chains today at the store. And I was like, what did you say you wanted? She's like, chains for my pants. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. They're all phases, right? They're trying to figure out who am I? What am I into? What do I like? What are my interests? I'm going to try this on. Then I'm going to try on being the emo girl. Then I'm going to try on being the anime girl. Then I'm going to try on all this stuff until I figure out who I am. And I promise you, by the time they're 16, they know who they are. If you let them figure it out. Yes. If you let them figure it out. Letting her figure it out, I think, is the hard part because like cheer, gymnastics, things she's loved are all of a sudden like, eh, eh, I don't know if I, eh, I, don't know if I want to do it. Like, yeah. You've done it uh, since you were able to walk. <laughs> yeah, as me too. She did 17 musicals. She loved acting. As soon as she hit seventh grade, nope, not doing it in the, anymore. I was like, wait, what? We spent a lot of time and money doing this. Oh, you are doing it. No. <laughs> But she, that was it for her. She didn't want to do it anymore. We have to honor that. But this is the one piece of advice I'd say, stay close. Yeah. Because this is a dangerous time of life. And these decisions, these children are big. And the closer and the more connected you stay to her, the more information you are going to get. If you start to tell her not to be friends with kids, if you start to tell her to 
you know, that she can't be around them or that they're bad or whatever, she's going to start to cut you off. Mm -hmm. You don't want that. You want to know everything. Right. She's strong-willed. She'll go right against you on purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll dig in with the friendship more, even if it's not, doesn't feel good because you said no. Yep. Makes sense. I'm going to try it. (laughs) No. Okay. One more question. Okay. um, So we recently moved from where we were living. We're about 20 minutes now from where we were. And I find it kind of being a struggle with like left out or like feeling left out. And we make the drive every day to and from school. But I don't know like the meaning behind that all of a sudden is like the feelings of being left out all the time. No, like no matter what. So wait, give me an example. She feels left out from her friends or she feels left because she can't do all the things that kids are doing after school and whatnot? Yes, yes. And a lot of times it's like, you know, I'm willing to make the drive, you know, to drop off or pick up or whatever the case may be. And it, it seems like there's still a lot of like, oh, well, so-and-so is doing this or so-and-so is doing that. And then it turns into like being upset because there's no involvement there. So is she, is she legitimately not being able to engage in certain things that she wants to be? Um, I think it's like sometimes like they feel like we're too far. Got it. So they won't come out and the parents aren't driving her out there. There's no more stuff going on at your house anymore. Yes. Okay. Well, that's a legitimate feeling, right? She is being left out to some degree, not, not by anyone's, you know, malice. They're just leaving her out because it's geographically not desirable to do all of those things. So I would empathize with her. Yeah. And say, honey, I'm and that's sorry. what I've been doing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, this is a bummer. I know this 20 minutes really makes a big difference. It, it's hard and I'm sorry. And, you know, maybe after you've listened to her feelings and then a day or so later, then do some problem solving. Then say, Hey, I know you wanted to hang out with Juliet. Like maybe we could, you know, do something this weekend. And you might even say, I'd be willing to go get her. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I do, I drive a lot. We drive a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I said, I'm, I'm willing to do that. It was a last minute decision kind of. Um, so, you know, we're still in the same school district. We're still doing all of the same things. It's just a lot of times I feel like the invites don't come because, Oh, we didn't want your mom to drive. And, and I'm like, I'll drive, I'll drive out of my, <laughs> you know, so just kind of being there for that. Yeah. And maybe there is some real legitimate leaving out going on and then validating the feelings will help her feel valid around that. And, you know, friendships this in this age group are real hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot of up and down. There's a lot of, you know, a bunch of kids getting involved in different issues and it becomes very sticky and they do a lot of growing and learning, but some of it's super painful in these years. Mm -hmm. So and just, when does that stop? <laughs> I, you know, Esme doesn't have it so much anymore. And she's 16. And I think in the last year for her, like high school's a little bit better. Yeah. High school seems a little bit better. I think also if you allow them to have all these experiences in like middle school and you really kind of let them learn and grow, like Esme now knows who she wants to stay away from and who she doesn't want to stay away from. And that's like this whole thing with this kid you're talking about is that they will figure out faster who they trust and who they don't because they'll have had an experience that wasn't good and they will learn from that not so good experience and they learn better from a not so good experience than they do a lecture from us. 
Yes. Oh, yes. The last person I want to listen to was my mom at this age. Heck yeah. I still don't want to listen to my mom. Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's not easy. But you're doing all the great things and you're making connection the, you know, number one priority. And those girls are so lucky. I'm really trying. I really am. And I, like I said, the it has been like a game changer, the the podcast, especially the special time. Um, I I really enjoy it. Yeah, I give it to the little ones so much because she will, I mean, you can, that's like a clean slate right there. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. And she, she, like I said, picks it all up all oh, the time sweet, so yeah sweet love well thank you so much for coming thank on thank you and for, for having me the podcast and for buying the course and everything i so very much appreciate it i'm excited to dive into it i downloaded it i got it all ready and then okay. i'm gonna like i gotta sit down i want to have like time to actually sit down and do it yeah and you can stop it and pause it and do it and redo it and go back and the whole thing so that's good too okay i'm actually thinking about doing the um one-on-one Oh, the yeah. one-on-one course. Yes, that would be awesome. I know that you have like the six and the eight week one. Is there one that you suggest over the other or? There's six and eight and 10. Six gives you the basics. Eight gives you a lot more depth. And when you have multiple kids, I say multiple two or three kids, I say do the 10, but it just depends on how deep you want to go. And if there's, you know, cause we spent this whole time on your older daughter, I'm sure we could spend the whole time. Yes. On your, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's totally up to you. Six is like you just get kind of the basics. Yeah, and, and also with um, ten, you get my um, online some of my online courses. Okay, okay. So you get some. Yes, I'm gonna have to look into that. Yes, I yeah. think that would just be so because I'm super invested in and in, in making it like a, more of a way of life. Yeah, um, it is a definitely. And I feel like life. that would really be like a good. Because, like I said, every day I'm. Every day I'm like, what podcast? How much time do I got today? Do I have 12 minutes? Do I have 25 minutes? And, and some of them I've listened to. Like I said, there's the there's the DJ, um, the DJ oh, one. DJ inspires, yeah. yeah. Right. There was another one, the woman that had like seven kids, I think. Oh um, yes. yes. I've listened to those two, like Ricky, she's <laughs> yes. awesome. Yeah. Yep. So good. Yep. So I look at how much time I got and how much time, how long I'm gonna be at the grocery store and I pop my headphones in and just do it so it would just be a good investment for me I think it would, it's a great it will change your life it really will even more I'm excited I'll probably yeah okay well good well thank you again and we'll um I'll see you soon someone in the online world and t- email me and let me know how everything's going sounds okay. good thank you so much okay thank you okay. thanks for joining us on the peace and parenting podcast I'm Michelle and I'll see you guys next time When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.